This is episode Why Your Intimate Relationship with Carly Palmer Webb. Feeling connected is a basic human need, as vital as air, water, and food. I'm here to talk about bridging the gap between ourselves, our friends and family, life partners, and anyone we come in contact with so we can more fully experience connection. Hey, thanks for joining me. I cannot believe that it's just this episode and next episode, and then season four will be over. I am so excited for today's guest. I found out about Carly a couple years ago from a friend, and I later found out that her mom and I live in the same neighborhood, so that's kind of fun. Carly is known as the Christian sex educator, so if you're listening to this with children, be forewarned. She has resources for people in any relationship status, and I'll let her tell you about those. Okay, well, I'm here with Carly Palmer Webb, the sex educator, the Christian sex educator, sorry. (laughs) And I was just wondering if you'd like to tell us about yourself and how you got started into all of this. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in a fabulous home, love my parents so much, and I think they should win every parenting award that exists except for (laughs) sex ed in the home. Yes, (laughs) They really are great, but we just didn't talk about sex or bodies or anything like that. Even things like puberty and periods and stuff were pretty hush hush. Mm -hmm. So as I grew up, grew into adulthood, started dating in college, I just realized that I was severely lacking in the sex education department and so started to try and kind of educate myself from the resources that I was aware of. Mm -hmm. I was (laughs) very religious and very committed to my religion and still am. And so there, there were some moral decisions that I had made, but really didn't have the education to back up like how to wait until marriage if I wanted to do that and how to navigate sexual desire and arousal. And I'm sure you found that you weren't alone in all of that. Yeah. Well, it. I assumed that there were other people like me. I didn't think that most people were as naive as I was. I learned later on that there are so many of us that yes. were exactly as naive as I was. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I felt kind of alone. Mm. And I I didn't get married until I was 28, which is a totally normal time to get married in most <laughs> places. Yes. But in a really religious, like conservatively religious group that was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I had a decent amount of time where I was dating seriously and trying to educate myself and the process just kind of became a pretty significant part of my life to the point where I decided to to pursue a graduate degree in well the degree was in marriage family and human development but my research emphasis was was healthy sexuality Mm. and I just decided as I learned exactly how many of us were missing out on this information, decided that I wanted to become the sex educator that I wished I would have had when I was growing up and especially into like my teenage and young adult years and hopefully provide that kind of information for other people. So that's how I, that's how I got into this. And it's so fun. I love what I do, but you know, definitely wouldn't have expected this as a career path. Yeah. That's so interesting. Years ago or something. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. 
were there people that inspired you along this journey? Because I've I've seen a few influencers, I guess you call them on Instagram and things, but they seem a lot older generationally. So mm-hmm. to me, it seems like you're a breath of fresh air because it's someone young that you can almost relate to, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That's kind of you to say. Yeah, actually, well, when I first started this journey, social media was just kind of becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think Instagram launched around the year that I graduated from high school, which was 2009. Okay. And so when I started my sex education journey, there wasn't a lot of, of educational resources on Instagram. It was mm-hmm. more just, you know, fun posting pictures. Yes. It's really different now. Yeah. So I did find you know, mentors, people that I looked up to in this space, but it definitely wasn't on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a couple of professors at my university who taught healthy sexuality courses and they were like, my uh, idol feels a little strong, but (laughs) I just, they were my example of kind of what I wanted to become. It wasn't until maybe three or four years ago before I started educating on Instagram that I started to find a Mm. lot other resources in the social media space. So yeah, people like Tammy Hill and Jennifer Jennifer. Finlayson Five, Kristen Hodson, you know, these women became examples to me of what is possible even just via social media, which is exciting now. Got it. Yeah, I was just curious because I'd, I'd heard of Jennifer Finlayson Fife and Tammy Hill, even outside of Instagram. But then I don't know, I was just curious if there were more or just how you interacted with them yeah. and things like that. So yeah, that was, there are a lot now, thankfully, yeah. which I love. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. And I'm sure you find more of them because you're in that niche, but it seems like you're in a niche that's helpful. So that's good. Hopefully. Uh, that's yeah. Helpful. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So do you feel pressure in your relationship because of the field that you're in? I know some people it's like credibility, you know, does that intimidate you or Mm -hmm. what's it like that way? (laughs) Pressure like in my marriage relationship? Yeah, actually, I, Dallin, my husband and I were just talking about this recently. I had a kind of interesting interaction with one of my friends and she was expressing some things that are a little bit challenging for her in her sexual relationship with her husband. And she was like, but I don't know why... Not why I'm talking to you about this, because she knows that this is what I do. But she's like, I know that your sex life is probably perfect because you know all the things. And I was like, no, no, it's not. Like, it's just, I don't really feel a lot of pressure just because part of my education is understanding that there is literally no couple that is problem free in their Mm. sexual relationship, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I understand that all couples struggle in one regard or another, right? Every couple almost experiences a discrepancy in desire. And all couples face things that will change their sexual relationship, like pregnancy, which I'm seven and a half, almost eight months pregnant right now. So yeah, so yeah, no, my our sexual relationship is definitely not perfect. I do feel really grateful that I have the tools and knowledge to know how to address problems when they arise. Right. But thankfully, I don't really feel that's good. <laughs> too much pressure to make it yeah. something that it's not. And I think that's actually helpful because other people, you know, they don't want to learn from somebody who's never experienced any of the problems or struggles that they're experiencing so right I think- it sounds like you're in the middle which is good because it can always get better I assume and then it's like you yeah have those struggles so you can be relatable yeah totally yeah. 
with topics like these, I'm not sure if I approach them with vulnerability or reckless abandon because I'm just like so happy to talk about all this, you know, and so it seems like you two have a personality that's like, yeah, let's say all the things and I yep. think it's healthy to just get it all out there. So Very much so, yep. Yeah, last year, you know those anonymous Q&As that went around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had posted one that said, share something that nobody knows about you and I shared, I've never had an orgasm and this was last year and someone messaged me and they're like, wow, you're brave to say that. And she was like, oh, I hope you can figure this out with your husband and things like that, you know. Since then, thankfully, I have had an orgasm, but um, (laughs) yeah, I know, right? Celebrations. Yeah, I feel like it was just this process, you know, it took a lot of learning, a lot of time. And a lot of times it just seemed like, oh, I've heard it all. I don't want to hear anything else, you know, but each time I learned something little that just contributed to the overall knowledge. And yeah, I'm one of those people like you. I had never even heard the word orgasm until I was engaged. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I think I just had to give myself grace because my learning didn't start until later in life. And so then, you know, it just takes time. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that your willingness to share your experience is so valuable. I really think that if more of us did that, there would be fewer struggles simply because people would become aware of things much earlier. I mean, I hear from women constantly who have never had an orgasm and who have been in sexual relationships or been married for years, Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, more than a decade and still are trying to figure out their first orgasm. And they all feel like they're alone. They all feel like this is only something that I'm struggling with but it's really not. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I appreciate your willingness to share and yes. I'm excited that things yes. are going better for you. So crazy. It's hard to, with kids, of course, I know you've heard that before because it's like my husband and I had three years before we had kids almost. And it's like, oh, it would have been great if I would have figured it out then, you know, but it's hard not to regret, but it's like, oh, well, yeah. it just it happens in its time. And it gets harder with kids, but it's still like worth the wrestle. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think all of us have those things that we can look back and be like, dang, it sure would have been nice if I would have known this earlier. <laughs> yes, for sure. It seems like in life, we also focus on what we lack. You know, I'm not pregnant or I'm single or I've never had an orgasm. And so it reminded me of a story when I was thinking about that there was this mother and daughter who went to an amusement park and they had a great time. They went on all the rides. They experienced all the things, got the treats and the daughter was so excited. And then on the way out, she saw this fairy wand and she asked her mom if she could have it. And her mom told her no. And then the whole way home all day, she was just lamenting over this fairy wand that she didn't get. And her mom reminded her, look, we had a great time at that amusement park and it was so much fun and we did all these things. And so it's yeah, like I said, it's so easy to just focus on that one thing when the rest of our relationship is great or the rest of our life is, you know, it has its ups and downs, but you you have good experiences too. So right. Yeah, I think it's definitely natural for us to do that. Yes. When does it get to the point that someone would need like intervention or a sex therapist or something to help their relationship along? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that's a pretty individual thing. Mm-hmm. I recommend people seek out some sort of help, whether that's a sex therapist or a general counselor, if they feel like the problems in their sex life are coming more from general marital issues yeah. or a course or just anything, buying books on Amazon, you know, yeah. I encourage 
couples to do that whenever they feel like that would be really helpful for them. Hmm. I think that a lot of couples wait a long time because they don't think that what they're experiencing is bad enough Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) to warrant needing a sex therapist, for example. But the truth is, it's a lot easier to make adjustments and little fixes to minor problems than it is to make these dramatic shifts. Mm. And is it possible to have hope in your sexual relationship when it has been really, really negative for a long time? Absolutely. (laughs) But the sooner you seek help, the better. And I recognize that not everyone is in a financial position or has the insurance that they need to get therapy or something like that. But there are so many resources that are free or really inexpensive that that couples can get access to now just so that they can start start making changes. So if a couple feels like their relation, their sexual relationship could be better and they're not totally sure how to improve it, then I would say, all right, (laughs) time to get some resources. Yeah, for sure. So what do you feel like is your role or goal in that? Would you say you come before a sex therapist? And I know you are a sex educator, so you more focus on mm-hmm. the education and the, the spreading of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my my hope is to fill a space where more education is needed to prevent couples from needing more severe interventions. And I say that with a, with a firm, belief that therapy is a really wonderful resource yes. <laughs> and yes. that probably all individuals and all couples could really benefit from therapy at some point in their life. I'm so grateful for therapy. And I think that it's a really good resource for a lot of couples, but I also think that with the right resources and education and understanding that a lot of couples could avoid more severe challenges in their sexual relationship. And that's what I'm hoping for. So like you expressed, Jen, that that your first introduction to the word orgasm was when you were engaged, which is really normal for people who grow up, especially who grow up in a conservative religion and, you know, didn't, didn't have much at home or at church as far as sex education goes. But that meant that your your sex education, especially about your own body and your own pleasure, that started really close to when you transitioned into sexual activity. And because of that, you experienced sex for a period of time that wasn't as good as it could have been for you. Mm-hmm. Had you had more education prior to your transition into sexual activity, you likely would have had a better sexual experience early on. And you already know that because you talked about, you know, feeling the little twinge of regret every now and then. That's what I'm trying to provide is just trying to provide education at a stage that it will help couples build the kind of sexual relationship that they're wanting from the beginning, hopefully, yes. (laughs) if not from before they're married, at least early on in their marriage, I want them to have the tools and the resources and the education necessary to build a really healthy relationship from the get-go so that they don't get, you know, five, 10, 15 years in and realize that there are some severe problems 
that they need help addressing. Yeah. Now, that being said, no matter how much education we get, <laughs> we're all still going to face challenges and problems. And a lot of times a therapist can be really helpful in addressing those. Yeah. But my hope is to provide education so that there are fewer problems or at least people have the tools to address the problems early on. Yeah, that's so helpful. I feel like you also answered a question in my mind as you were saying that, because like I said, when I learned the word orgasm, then I feel like I began this voracious study before I got married, you know, okay, I got to learn all these things and all the tools, you know, and so I don't know if it was a learning curve, but in my mind, I was like, okay, I know the things I should be able to do them, you know, but it's just, it took way longer than I expected, you know, and so that that's funny too, with things is, you know, you, you have to be patient, of course, we right. love that word, right? But basically, just because you know something doesn't mean you're going to be able to execute it. So right, right. Yeah. And I think that that being a part of your education is really important, too. I had a master's degree with a research emphasis in healthy sexuality before I got married, before I transitioned into sexual activity. And still, my husband and I have a lot of things about our honeymoon to laugh about yes. <laughs> because just because it wasn't a part of my education necessarily that it would still take a really long time for a lot of people to figure this out. It wasn't a part of my education, for example, that not only do women take three to five times longer to experience an orgasm in a sexual encounter, but it also takes most women quite a while within a sexual relationship to learn how to experience their first orgasm. You know, there were still these big gaps in my understanding, simply because I hadn't hadn't learned as much about the actual process as I had about the specific, you know, biological factors and, you know, yes. so yeah, a lot of us need to understand myself included, how vital patience is in a sexual relationship as well. Yes. So crazy theory versus application too. It's just like, mm -hmm. well, it says do A, B and C, but why is right. it not happening? Yeah. So right. crazy. It, it isn't as simple of an equation as we wish it were sometimes for yes. sure. And I want to add too that, you know, patience and I think grace could also be put in there too, because I started to create all this baggage around sex and I'm sure that's easy to do. You know, you start building resentment or the shame, you know, what's wrong with me because I can't do this. You know, it's like, well, it just takes time and that's only going to make it worse. You know, if you have to then unpack all this baggage around it before even getting back to trying or, right. you know, sticking it out. <laughs> Right. Right. And it's easier for us to give ourselves grace when we're beginners in other areas, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we're learning a new skill or a new sport, or we're in a brand new class in school, we don't expect ourselves to perform like a professional right from the get-go. But for some reason, sex sort of seems to most of us, like, we should be good at this <laughs> faster, you know? Right. But I oh. think it's important to remember that that sex is a skill, too. And when you first are starting out, you are a beginner. So the sex that you're having, the pleasure that you're experiencing, the vulnerability that you're willing to explore, all of these things are, <laughs> are on par with a beginner in yes. this area. 
right? So and it true. takes time to become anything but a beginner with any skill, but that's definitely still the case with sex. Yes, so true. Well, I love it all. This is great. What do you feel like is your target audience? Is it newly engaged couples or even before all of that? What's your mm-hmm. target? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I am really hopeful that this will expand. <laughs> but yes. currently, my main focus is starting at single adulthood. So starting at the age of 18 through the first decade about of marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have course, like a sexuality for singles course, a course for engaged couples and a course for, for couples in the first decade of marriage. I will say I have a lot of really awesome couples who are enrolled in the newlywed course who've been married for several decades mm. that are having a really good experience. But for most of most of them never got the education, right? So even though they've been married for a long time, they still haven't had access to the education or resources that would have really benefited them early on in marriage. So in that case, the target audience is expanded a little bit for those who still haven't figured out ways or resources to help them get that education. But for the most part, it's from age 18 through, you know, 35, 40, depending on when people get married. Yeah, that's great. And we'll say this again at the end too, but where can people find those courses? Is it through Instagram then on your links? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Instagram or my website, you can find both by searching the Christian sex educator. So I'm the Christian sex educator on Instagram. My website where you can learn about my courses is the Christian sex educator.com. So, you know, you can, <laughs> you can find things pretty simply that way. Yeah. Perfect. I know. I love how streamlined it is these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So getting into some more questions about you or just the fun ones, you know, do you have a favorite position with your spouse or I don't know. it's like, there's some TMI here too, you know, obviously just share what you're willing to share, but yeah, no, yeah. totally. That's a little bit funny right now, just because of where I'm at in pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> so, so most of Dallin and I just had a conversation last night about how excited we are to be able to explore some of our favorite positions that haven't been possible for us for several months now because of my changing body. But yes. honestly, I'm like, I still, even though I have a quite wide repertoire (laughs) of positions and different things that you can try, I'm like a classic cowgirl favorite. Yes. Always. Like, I just, I like the classic stuff. I still love missionary. I think that's a fabulous position. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Love it. Yeah, we're, we're not... We don't get too wild, but mm-hmm. we sure love it. <laughs> yes, that's great. A little I easier know. to love when you're not super big and pregnant, but so true. I know when I was pregnant, I remember my favorite position was him coming from behind because yeah, mm-hmm. there's just so much stuff in the way on the other side. Yeah, so spooning spooning is really the way to go when you're pregnant because there aren't a lot of other options. <laughs> yes, so true. Is there a favorite date you've been on or something else that sticks out in your romantic relationship? Oh gosh, that's a good question. I <laughs> pretty, pretty much just a hopeless romantic and a total, total cuddle bug. My husband is like a adventure seeking, doing fun things, playing all the sports kind of person and totally is not a 
a cuddle person really. That's funny. So I am a lot more physical in our relationship than than he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our ideal dates, we kind of just switch back and forth. So I would prefer something quite romantic. I love like the stereotypical slow dancing, nice dinner, romantic night leading yes. up to like really sweet romantic sex yes and his is more like let's go rock climbing and then let's go to an all-you-can-eat sushi place <laughs> you know it's more more that that style so it's been a little bit trickier to navigate his style while pregnant because I am you know doing fewer adventurous things at this point in my pregnancy but yeah I feel really grateful for a spouse who's willing to do things that I love just because I love them yes that's great I know it sounds great that you're you've been willing to switch off too that sounds like a like a good compromise so yeah it's I think that just being willing to express what's really meaningful for you is helpful. I mean, even just this last Valentine's Day, Dallin was like, okay, tell me what you want to do for Valentine's Day. And I just, I was so tired and not sleeping very well. You know how it goes. And I was yes. like, I don't want to do anything big. Let's just, let's just go out to eat, but not actually on Valentine's Day so that we don't have to deal with the crowds. And then I just, I just want a love letter. That's all I want. Yes. <laughs> for Dallin, like, like me writing a love letter for Dallin is not super meaningful for him. He appreciates it, but doesn't love it. But he will do it for me just because I love it. And I like the mushy stuff. So yes, you know, that's so sweet. Like that. <laughs> yeah, you and I are so alike, because that's what I tell Jared all the time. I'm like, I just want a letter for Christmas. Like, that's all yes. I want. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's because, you know, my love language is words of affirmation. So it's like, just totally tell, like, just tell, tell me, me how great I am and how much you love me and we'll be great. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yes. Love it. Okay, two more questions and then I'll let you go. What's one of just your favorite indulgences? And I don't know, do you feel like they go hand in hand with sex? Because there's certain, what do they call them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, aphrodisiac. Is that what it's called? Totally. Yep. Well, chocolate is usually like my go-to, specifically mint chocolate. Mm. Utah Truffles, Utah Mint Truffles. Yes, those are good. Utah (laughs) Truffle brand. Oh, man. They're magic, but actually, I haven't been able to stomach chocolate very well, which is weird. I'm so sick in my pregnancy. It's hard. That hasn't been one for me as much lately. As far as like things that actually might lead to sex or that are a turn on for me, honestly, I just like a good, good kissing session, mm-hmm. solid makeout. Even if I actually really enjoy that when it doesn't lead to sex too. Yes. Some people just don't love kissing. I love it. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> it's so fun. Yes. So I would say that, but also for me, like you, Jen, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know why all people do not love words of affirmation as much as I do, but I just love, (laughs) it sounds so self-centered, but I just love hearing things that people appreciate about me. So true. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I I just say that once too. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's like, why else be married? Like, just tell me that you 
you want yeah. me forever you know like, hey, tell me yes. how great i am tell me yes. how cute you think i am so true <laughs> just nice to hear yes okay and then last question i'm a huge quote collector i love quotes so do you have a favorite inspirational quote that comes to mind or just any quote oh gosh that is such a good question i don't know i know there's so I, many i don't have any specific things that come to mind well not any like quotes that i have memorized <laughs> but which yeah memorizing for me right now wouldn't be a good idea to even try it anyway but I read per my mom's suggestion I read a book it's been probably a year and a half since I read it the first time but I've reread it again and reread multiple parts several times but it's called The Choice Mm -hmm. and it's by the most incredible woman who is a Holocaust survivor and became a psychiatrist and is it's like her teachings on how to choose how you view your life circumstances and how choosing how you view your life and how you show up in your life, which for someone who's been through more horror and trauma than I think any of us can even imagine, it's even more powerful. But I have several quotes from that book that are just like placed strategically. (laughs) Yes. To try and remind me during this phase of my life that is not my favorite, just that I still get to choose how I show up. So that's not a specific quote, but if anybody is maybe struggling right now to enjoy their life or to find ways to be not just optimistic, but content, maybe highly, highly recommend the book, The Choice. Yes, that's great. So quote worthy. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. very true. I love it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your time and your conversation. This was great. You know, I I feel selfish because I, I learned so much and it was just great to talk to you personally <laughs> about it. So thank you. I'm sure it'll be helpful for my listeners. Again, just can you remind them where to go to find you and your resources? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you can find me on Instagram by just searching the Christian Sex Educator. And from there, you can kind of find links to all my other resources, but you can also just go straight to my website, thechristiansexeducator.com. In the main menu, there's a tab for singles, there's a tab for engaged couples, and there's a tab for married couples. So you can find all the resources for you based on your life stage. And there's a bunch of free resources for each group too. So if you're not in a position or not ready to purchase anything that's totally okay you can get some stuff for free 99 too (laughs) perfect well great thank you and good luck with your delivery i heard that if you have well it's not always the case of course but if you have a hard pregnancy then your delivery should be easy so hopefully you know please bless (laughs) that's true yes (laughs) so thank you so much it's so good to chat with you yes okay bye as carly mentioned Therapy is such a huge resource with whatever you're facing in life. If you think therapy might be a good fit at this time, check out BetterHelp, this episode's sponsor.